It's George Edmondson. Maybe they should get these um, teams in the bottom half to do lap of honour every week. <laughs> it's Kyle Bartley with a header from Johnson. everyone, this is Gavin. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. We're here almost every week to review what we've seen, mark your goal score card for the weekend, and talk about some value plays in the EFL card. Joining me, as always, John Bywater at SetPC0 on Twitter. John, we nearly made it. Good morning, Gav. Uh, yeah, this is, um, it's arguable, but this could be the biggest thing that's happening this weekend. I don't know if you agree with that. We are recording... Just to, just as things are about to kick off, I think. But um, yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I think I think they're waiting for us to record first. <laughs> I think that's it. Just getting out of the way, and then we that's just right. like Sky do when the referee blows the whistle <laughs> once the adverts are done. Excellent. Yeah. Um, we we notorious this this podcast for giving up any sort of content creation after November. So a pat on the back for all of us, I think, for getting to um. Get into the dregs of the season at the at the start of May. Just a, a weekend to go and some some playoff activity over the next couple of weeks. A, a huge thank you as we kick off this podcast, John. It's um yeah, thanks to you really for keeping us honest, keeping me honest for on those days when I don't really want to get up and watch League Two set pieces. I feel a duty bound to do so, so that we've got something to talk about on a Thursday. So a huge thanks to you for for joining us this year. Have you enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, yes, mate, and to you. Yeah, you've uh, some weeks. You know, both of us. Some weeks you're more motivated than others to do the to do the work, if you want to call it that. But I think with two of us, it makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? Absolutely. It used to be all of those weeks after November. That's when I used to get <laughs> I used to get bored. But um, but yeah, here we are. An interesting kind of final week. I didn't know how excited I was going to be looking towards the card, but actually, once I sat down, I thought there was a fair few opportunities, and it's always a conundrum, right? This feels mentally exhaustive just to work things out, but for teams that are needing a win this weekend, you know, instinctively, I think goal scorer betting becomes a little bit tougher not that it wasn't tough already but you know teams that go one nil up who need to win or you know how much motivation is for teams on the road and you know, I think we saw a lot of results last week and in the week as well where you know I, I do like that final home game of the season type of atmosphere I think we saw it with what well, we saw it with Rochdale last weekend didn't we Hartlepool ones were Doncaster one out of nowhere crew in midweek as well were, were, were a decent price at home to um home to Bradford weren't they got there in the end but Good examples there of, I think, that final home game bias. You know, these players know they're going to have to do a lap of honour at the end and, you know, send send fans off into summer with some positive feelings. So your thoughts on last game of the season mentality and kind of things you were looking at this week? Yeah, maybe they should get these um, teams in the bottom half to do lap of honour every week. Just, <laughs> as you said that. <laughs> no, it does. It does make quite a lot of sense because it's uh, almost an embarrassment factor, isn't it? When I saw a interview with oh, what manager was it? It was a struggling team. Um, I can't remember. It was, a, it was a low down team, and the interviewer said, "Oh, you know, are they going to do a lap of honour?" And he said, "No, it's going to be a lap of appreciation." Mm. That's the uh, that's the new term. That's what we have but to use I, these days. Yeah, I, I think they have to do it. I mean. So yeah, I think that's a quite an interesting angle actually because it it, it makes sense. You, you're not going to want to keep going around the pitch when you've just been done three nil for the tenth time this season. So yeah, it's certainly 
if you've got two teams that have got nothing to play for, I certainly think it's worth factoring in, you know, a home game. Like like some of those teams you mentioned last week, you know, they're playing away this weekend. Actually, they could revert to type and put in some awful performances. Um, I did come up with a, a list of teams that I thought were on the beach already. But actually, whilst I went through that list, so, the, so they are teams that when I'm looking at some of the performance metrics, you know, since they stopped needing anything, they're just completely kind of like fallen off a cliff. But actually what I've ended up doing is, is liking a lot of those teams this week just to kind of, you know, rescue a little bit of positivity towards the end of the season. We'll, we'll talk through them as we go through the leagues. But um, yeah, I thought there was some, some, some good opportunities. Perhaps some of the home win prices aren't too good, but when that's the case, you start to look towards goal scorers. And um, yeah, I think I've come up with quite a few. I, I think, John, you, you focused on this week looking at, you know, permutations, what needs to happen. Should we start off there? Do you want to start off in the championship and just kind of talk us through what needs to happen, what we think might happen? Yeah, hopefully I've got this right. So someone will correct me. But the uh, thank God the relegation battle is done because I've got enough to say over the leagues uh, with Huddersfield <laughs> getting that um, that win in midweek. Yeah, the the playoff. I think I'm right here. Check this with you. Uh, Coventry need a draw or better for a guaranteed playoff spot away at Borough, who've got nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. Seem to be um, preparing for the playoffs. Uh, Millwall host Blackburn. Uh, Blackburn need to win and hope Sunderland and West Brom are both at best draw. Uh, draw may be enough for Millwall, but it may not be as Sunderland and West Brom are slightly better goal difference or will if they if they win, which mm-hmm. they have to win. And Sunderland and West Brom are both away tough games on paper, really, at Preston and Swansea. So <laughs> make of that what you will. But basically, Sunderland and West Brom have got to win whatever. So... You could look at those games and think they should really be all out for the 90 minutes because there's quite a few connotations. So I don't think it's going to be a case of looking at half-time and seeing like Coventry might be 2-0 up. Um, they're still going to, I think they're still going to keep going with just the way it's worked out here. I think that's mm. it's quite an interesting one in the Championship. What do you think about the... How do you feel about Cov? That's probably the best place to watch. Um pretty relaxed about it i mean i think you know from a from a objective punter's point of view there's no doubt you look at you know we've 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 finished the season on fire but what blues last weekend reading before that qpr before that i'm thinking these are going back through the wins in the past like month or so we what we beat we beat blackpool 4-1 and then what huddersfield before that any time you could you could you could easily just look at that form and just think well, as soon as we run into someone that's, you know, barely top half, like we did against Stoke and, like, you know, lucky to get a point. Remember Ben Wilson's injury time goal at Blackburn. As soon as we step up against someone in, you know, who's, who's near the top half, we're going to we're gonna be found out. And we you might not find that out on Monday, obviously, like you said, because Middlesbrough's motivation might not be what it is. It, it feels like... It, it, I sense that we're going to be playing Middlesbrough three times in the next week or so um two leg two legs gives you a there's less kind of uh, you you need to be more than lucky i guess over over two legs right and um 
So I get it, 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 we've done it fantastically well to get to this stage, but I'd I'd be immediately wary that you can easily pick holes in in our form. Um, I think I'm look, I'm looking forward to that process. I guess over over the over the next few days, just looking at what twelve teams we've got in the left in the EFL that've got something to play for, and where there's lots of different theories around how the playoffs work, right? And and um, who might you know picking the winner of a of a four runner race? So I'm looking forward to doing that over the next few next few days. But um, but yeah, not too sure whether we'll be top of anyone's list to get promoted. But everyone has a puncher's chance, right? And that's what we that's what we're that's what we're focusing on. Um, I think I looked at whilst we we're on the championship on my on the beach list. The only one I could come up with in the championship. Rare for me to have an opinion in the championship, but Stoke. Um, that was some performance in front of my eyes when they beat us four nil at CBS on um, the beginning of April. But um, but yeah, nothing of note since, right? Four defeats in six. Couldn't even. We spoke. We started off this podcast by talking about you know rousing end of season home performances, and they couldn't even do that last, last week, losing one nil to QPR. Um, I actually thought they travelled to Watford. We know they can't be trusted, but I actually thought Watford the eleven away looks really fair here. They're taking the lead in five of the last six. Porteous and Cabaselli scored in that 2-2 draw when they went two up at Sunderland last weekend. I'll talk a bit about Cabaselli later on, but he's probably the one to to follow up here. He's just come back from from injury and given the captain's armband and been pretty productive since that. So, so yeah, but I'll, I'll talk a bit about him later on. What about what about League One, John? Yeah, the the playoffs are, it sort of hinges around a lot of it. Um, well, Sheffield Wednesday derby. Um, Derby, probably a point is enough. Um, a win definitely is. Uh, even a defeat will be if Peterborough do not win at Barnsley. Um, Sheffield Wednesday could be preparing for the playoffs, but they've got a big squad, so I wouldn't put too much into that. Now, the Barnsley-Peterborough game, uh, this this is a game I looked at closely for the selections this week because basically Peterborough need... A, either a three-goal margin win if Derby draw at Sheffield Wednesday or any win if Derby lose at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Barnsley have been resting for, I think, at least the last three games now, Uh, at least one key player every game. And I don't think um, they've changed any defenders yet, but they're, they're looking vulnerable anyway. But what was put as we've mentioned what put me off were Darren Ferguson's comments about set pieces with uh, Peterborough I'll just find those quickly he said um, where are we over the course uh, we just don't score goals from set pieces we had 12 corners against Bristol Rovers and I didn't see us make their goalkeeper make a save over the course of a season you have to get goals and set pieces that's the reason why we're getting so many blanks because mm. if we don't score from open play, we never score from a set of pieces. So uh, that's that's a confidence builder there for set <laughs> piece fans. You guarantee Frankie Kent will score now. <laughs> if you if you wanted a side on your on, from a punter's perspective, if you wanted a side on your side looking to chase a few goals over a weekend, Peterborough would be. Near the top yeah, of that list, wouldn't they? You, you would be, but I'd, I'd just never get them right, as I've said many times. Um, 
They just seem just when you think they're clicking into gear, the last few games they've disappointed, haven't they? That nil nil against mm. Bristol Rovers at home was really is a killer. I mean, you couldn't ask for much of a, a better game. Barnsley um, got a less than um, appealing write up in my. Uh, I, I, I wrote a piece on the um, on the website this week. The ones that got away, which I think we'll start yeah. to do more of as we reflect on um, um, we reflect on the season. But yeah, Barnsley were the note I made was. You know, all of those chances that Liam Kitchen and Mads Anderson had early part of the season, you know, all of those you know, yeah. followed them off a cliff. We knew. We knew. We knew. But, but what we didn't know was we just needed Bobby Thomas to come in and finish off half of those chances. <laughs> we, were, we were on Bobby Thomas when he was at Bristol Rovers and scored, scored one. That's right. That's Thank it. you. Um, so if, League if one. If you'd like a guaranteed goal, then... Uh, <laughs> Contact us for a move. Basically. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't say we can't tell you when it's going to happen. It could, but we, we're going to claim it at any point within That's the right. next two years. Uh, League One for me. Who was on the cold list for the last game? Uh, Exeter. Well, here's a good example. It's Exeter lost six on the bounce. I think a pretty successful season after they 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 were safe, but couldn't quite build on that decent bit of form after the turn of the year. Jade Stansfield's back in the mix after his knee injury, which might have impacted that run. He's missed the best part of the last couple of months, last game of his loan as well. I thought they were they they were against Morecambe, and obviously Morecambe have got you know built in motivation because they got relegation avoidance. Um, on their mind, um, but actually, I actually thought again going back to Exeter last home game of the season. You know, a good. They're not going to. They're not going to want for motivation, and you. They are still playing Morecambe, and I know they're playing well, but they are still Morecambe. Um, I thought Dimitri Mitchell was the name on the list here. Probably, you know, coming out of this poor run for Exeter with a tiny bit of credit, high on the shot count. Clutching at straws here, but he was ex-Blackpool as well. So Morecambe just down the road, putting them down might be of interest to him. But as I think we we noted earlier on in the season, you know, going off good prices on the um on the wing for for Exeter seven to one in what should be an open game. I think that one that that feels like that might have a fair few goals in it as well because Morecambe have been should anything be. but yeah. shot shy over the over the last few weeks. So so Exeter again, one of those sides. <laughs> On the cold list, but probably reason enough to be with them this weekend. Um, Charlton were the other one as well. Char- Charlton is probably one that I'd want to get away from. They've picked up six points in the last few weeks, but that was against what MK Dons, Port Vale, and Morecambe. And they comfortably let Vale and Morecambe get the best of it from an XG standpoint as well. It feels it feels like Charlton's last game of the season was that three two win at home to Vale. What Rakasaki's last home game mm-hmm. trip to Cheltenham feels like one too many, right? And Cheltenham are full of goals at the moment, nothing to play for in the middle of the pack, but they can't get caught in seventeenth, so it feels a bit like a free hit. I'll talk a bit about who I'm going to put up later, but I won't be surprised. It's a a West Brom loney at the back who I think's been been busy recently so I'll talk a bit about Cheltenham at home to Charlton later on anything else anything else from a league one point of view for you John yeah there was there was a good interview with uh, Wade Elliott the Cheltenham boss mm. uh, this week and the uh, he was basically saying, yes, we will celebrate this season because he's had a lot of stick earlier in the season as well when they were involved in the battle. And you look where they finished, it's a, it's another good season, isn't it? Um, mainly, mainly stick from you, isn't it? 
Matt Logan. No, 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 no. no. I've, uh, he's not. He's not on the hate list. He's. He's. Um, I'm neutral about Wade Elliott. Neutral. But uh, I've. I've come. I've come round to him. I'm sure he'd be delighted to hear us and make him sleep well tonight. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, yeah, I think they've had a good season. Really. I mean, you could say they've. Oh, they're going to next season be interesting without Alfie May. Um, he looks like certain to leave, mm. but. Um, They've got Kenna, who's come in last few um, second half of the season. He, he looks a promising attacker to me. That um, and, yeah. I saw, I saw George from the um, not the top twenty podcast tweet this week, and, and he's absolutely spot on. That that league one does look interesting. You look at the middle of the pack. There's so many, you know, recent promotion from League Two, not big clubs. But once you once you get rid of like. Let's say you got rid of Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, maybe Plymouth from this division, and you consider the teams that are coming down. Absolutely, you know, teams like Cheltenham, teams like Exeter, teams like Bristol Rovers, Burton as well. That, Someone's going to have a run next season. Yeah, that anti post. Getting, getting and around the playoffs. Absolutely. It's not going to take as much as it did this season. And um, uh, it could it be much be. of a muchness. Yeah. I mean, I think that's quite a. <sighs> It's quite a big demotivator this season. From early on, it was pretty obvious, wasn't it, mm. that there was like three divisions or maybe even four. So that's that's not easy to deal with when you're sort of the lower middle pack. Um, going back to League One, you mentioned Walkham, uh, obviously going for the greatest escape second season in a row system um, under Derek the Messiah Adams. Mm-hmm. He, he he loves it. He loves as soon as it gets difficult. He just loves it. He, he does absolutely. He, he thrives on it. I mean, they've had all the off the field stuff, not getting paid, getting paid late. I think he he did an interview about three weeks ago where he absolutely tore into the owners. You know, like, like you never believe it because he knows they're not going to sack him. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was unbelievable, really, saying it. Uh, there's loads of things I want to say and I can't say them. Then he said about half of them. Um, but it seems to have got Cole Stockton going, which is what they needed. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Cole with a goal, he's back. Uh, but the question is, have well, we know the answer. Have Morecambe ever been 7-4 to four for an away game in League <laughs> 1? Um, no. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you got you, yes, you've got to factor it in, but phew, he... You couldn't take that. I mean, that is, like you said, I think Exeter's a fair price, like you mm. say. They're, they're, they're a better side at the end of the day. Um, so Morecambe need, Morecambe need a win and MK not to win at Burton. So that, that seems Burton are pretty reliable to keep going. So mm. you'd say Morecambe have got that. That I think they'd be confident if they win, they could do enough. I think Cambridge must feel a little bit hard done by that midweek game in Burton. Looks like they deserved at least a point, yeah. from what I could tell. And they got none, which is absolutely going to probably kill them in the end. Um, they need to beat Forest Green at home, which won't be a problem, you'd think. But they also need Morecambe and MK Dons to at best draw. So mm. it could happen. It's not impossible. Um, confused. I am. I've written in. Um, <laughs> it's slightly confusing. But yeah, remind yeah, me. Where, where are Cambridge again? So yeah, Cambridge at home to Forest Cambridge, Green. Yeah, yeah that's, that's as easy as you're going to get. But they need the help elsewhere. But I suppose it's not, it's not impossible that both Morecambe and MK don't win, is it? So... Absolutely, yeah. Oxford's still in play, right? Oxford are 
um, at Accrington, uh, aren't they? At home to Accrington. I, I think it's the goal difference, though. It's the, oh, yeah, goal difference. Yeah. yeah. At, technically, Accrington are still in play. They need to win by about 18. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's, um, I wasn't going to go that far, Gav, with it. <laughs> Let's head down into League Two then, where, um, well, yeah, that, that Northampton looking over their shoulder wants more, right? Talk us through. This feels like the there's a lot going on at the top of League Two. Talk us through this one, John. There sure is. It would have been a lot easier if Bradford had beaten Crewe in midweek or yeah. even drawn. Um, so Stockport need to beat, uh, this is for promotion, automatic promotion, Stockport need to beat already relegated Hartlepool at home. You wouldn't think that would be an issue at all. And hope that Northampton at best draw away at Tranmere, which is a game I'll come on to later. I think that's an interesting game. In the playoffs, um, Mansfield need a lot of help. They need both Bradford and Salford to lose and and to turn around a four-goal swing with Salford. Now, if if Salford lose and Mansfield win, you, you've already got two of those goals, so it's not quite as bad as it sounds. I saw Clough's interview, he's, he's, he's given up on it, um, which is fair enough because... Both Bradford and Salford losing is probably unlikely, but mm. I wouldn't say it's impossible. Um, yeah, relegation's already been decided, as we know. So, yeah, it's 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 really, I'd say it's that playoff picture, it will be, a lot of that will be how they sit at half-time. If, if the Bradford and Salford games are still competitive, then Mansfield should, should keep going until the end. But there, there's a chance they could down tools at half-time, I think, Mansfield. <laughs> Yeah, so they're chasing, yeah, realistically, like I say, chasing Salford and Bradford. Northampton, yeah. what, we're only 12 months away from what that Bristol Rovers 7-0 turnaround that, that put pay to Northampton's automatic chances. It's, um, that yeah, feels... I should, I should say, um, Bradford play Orient at home, which is probably a decent game. Yeah. And Salford played Gillingham at home, which isn't too bad either. So, yeah, you're, you're asking a lot for Mansfield, to be fair. but Like you knows. said, looks interesting, but yeah, at one o'clock, half hour after they've all kicked it, off, it yeah. could be all over, couldn't it? But yeah, they could both be one or two up by then, to be fair. And that is, uh, again, I'll come back to that game later. I think there's, there's a chance that Mansfield could down tools in the second half. A couple of games on the telly as well. Do you see the, the, the you posted in WhatsApp group around the um, your thoughts on the 20,000 games in the EFL coming our way on the TV, right? That's, that's Excellent. That's, uh... that's excellent. My instinctive response was, oh, they might put up a few more shots on target markets for some of those games, oh, which is always what good. A true, what a true punter you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you know me, I don't want to, I don't want to back, I don't want to back Sam Graham anytime, but I'd, I'd love to back him oh, 17 to two for a shot on target. That would be, that would be fun. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, be fun as he heads it. <laughs> sure. That was a motivating factor behind the EFL's decision. Um, yeah, League yeah, two. They, they, they listen, I think. <laughs> they do. Uh, League Two, I had oh, I had three teams here, three teams on my cold list. The first one was Sutton, six defeats in a row. Right, they are done. Um, give you plenty of warning about Rochdale last weekend, didn't I? They do have the home bias though this weekend, and they face Carlisle, don't they? Who you've just told us they need a win. I actually turned way of thinking here. I would, I would have loved to back 
certain at a bigger price than what they are, but I thought they were actually pretty short. And Carlisle were pretty short as yeah. well, so it looks like a, a nothing game. But um, uh, yeah, just again on that the blog that I wrote in midweek, give a pretty damning assessment of how much that Sutton back line have let us down this year. I think it was like, I think if you add them all together, what the five of them that have played in the back four, I think it comes to about yeah, what was it, fourteen and a half goals xG for the for the course oh, yeah. of the season. And I think they've all contributed. I don't know about five. I think that's about it. Mm. But so yeah, writing was on the wall early for for certain. Doncaster, the next one. So they were a good example last weekend, right? Didn't give them a chance, but home bias, last home game. I think Colchester won the show, but they still lost one nil. Doncaster got a pretty pointless visit to Walsall, right? Who <laughs> if you, there's lots of bad prices <laughs> around, but if you want to like if you want to back Walsall at odds on this weekend, good luck to you. Um, even though, again, this looks like a, you know, they'll want to send. It's been a pretty torrid season, right, for 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 the punters at the um at the best cut. And if you want to send Matt Sadler wants to send them away feeling happy, then this feels like a good opportunity to do it. Um, I thought with no one wanting to touch the what the the, the odds on price here, I thought you know goal scorer punt probably appeals Joe Lowe's been a bit stop start since his loan move in January but sent out the 90 minutes in four of the last five games looked pretty busy half chances here and there but again the tens is pretty short Oshin McEntee um Spent the last game and a half in midfield against. Uh, well, instead of the instead of the back four, n- nothing of note from a shot count. I think Matt Sadler's kind of said it gives them a bit more presence in the middle of the park, and you know, subsequent nil nil at Crawley probably testament to that as well. But I thought fourteen to one was probably worth a look purely on a centre half playing midfield positional point of view from a from a Warsaw point of view. I probably will side on a on a Warsaw goal scorer at some point. And then a, a game that yeah you're going to talk about as well. I thought Tranmere created plenty when they were chasing the game for the second half at Crawley in that two-one defeat. But you know a couple of draws on the road at Wimbledon and Rochdale, they haven't created much more. That feels like a Prenton Park feels a bit like it could get a bit nasty if if Northampton stick a few past them on on um, on Monday. Ian Dawes that was the. It appears the most uninspiring kind of permanent um, position given away indoors. There weren't too many Tranmere fans that felt that sounded happy on the social media that I was looking at. But um, I think keen to be. It, I thought was there just enough here? Is there enough to draw out a performance from Tranmere last game at home, opposition side that are you know chasing the game for very good reasons? But I'll, I'll leave that one for you to talk a little bit about later on, John. Anything else in League Two for you? Uh, think we're done well we've got some uh, another little thing I like to look at this time of season is um, retiring legends leaving or that kind of um, not sure how to title that really um, club loyal club players let's put it that way yeah not getting in the side anymore so hanging up his boots <laughs> yeah. that's, that's yeah. how we turn completely that, yeah. pointless five minutes uh, <laughs> after spending about an hour on it anyway he um it, there's there, there's no doubt more so feel free to let us know if, if there's more i've missed i'm sure there is in the championship um you've got jake livermore is leaving west brom but he said he won't play in the last game, so you can ignore that last five seconds. <laughs> of more interest, um, Timu Puki, our good friend who we um, 
slagged off at the start of the season, correctly for once. Correctly, um, so knocks yeah. that one down to uh, a win. He, he, yeah. He's leaving Norwich. He's not played a 90 minutes since March, so they've um, already moved on. Played very few minutes of late, but they're playing Blackpool. He must start here, surely, mm. um, just as a, on a sentimental reason. Uh, he, he won't ever be five to one favourite for championship top scorer again. It's um, I'm sorry to break that to you. The, uh, I can't see it. Uh, rest like in, rest in peace, me, the each way thieves yeah, in the championship. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Like you mentioned to me, probably the angle with um, certainly Pookie would be some kind of combined anytime goal scoring to get booked special you can probably do <laughs> that's with, the kids uh, do love to do that these days i've seen yeah, them for, for about 12p max <laughs> um so so you can post on twitter you've got eight to one for 11 pence you know. it's taken 27 minutes but we knew we'd insult that's right some part of our Somebody. demographic eventually um yeah sorry, <laughs> sorry kids uh you, you've also got um Ben Beratan Diaz, as he um, likes to be called. He's off to sunny Spain in Villarreal, so he'll never get a mention on here again. I don't think he has anyway. Um, played his last game for Millwall, uh, Millwall for Blackburn <laughs> at Millwall. That's a, that's a transfer I didn't realise. <laughs> now, he loves the last game of the season, Gav. He does. He scored on this match day the last three seasons. So... You, you like that one? I That's do like that one. It feels like a Diaz Pookie. Diaz. Anytime scorer take their shirt off when they celebrate double. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll give you an eight to one. Enhanced. <laughs> Excellent. I shall make. I shall be booming it. Ah, I think that's what yeah. they do these days. I'll be that's booming right. it at three o'clock. <laughs> League one, I couldn't find any. As I say, I'm sure there are. Um, you, you can stretch these things too far. You know, someone who's played for a couple of seasons isn't really a legend, but it won't stop me with this last name in League Two, which I know it got Gav all emotional when he saw the notes. <laughs> he, he could barely speak for an hour. He was um, all over the gaff. Now, Rory McArdle has announced his retirement this week. Um, is it fair to say a notebook legend, Gav? Yeah, you've been been around for ages. I couldn't believe you, what, 650-odd games. That's a, yeah. that's a lot of games and... <laughs> You know, all at that, all at the same like League One and League Two level, right? It's um, yeah, that's that's quite impressive, isn't it? Consistency. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a very one or two in the Championship in there. Thirty-two goals, which is okay, I suppose. <laughs> Probably not as good as we thought, uh, as for nearly everyone we mentioned. Uh, he's been on the bench for the last few months with Harrogate, strengthening in January. And he basically said, good little interview, really. He said he, he didn't think he was good enough anymore. Um, got loads of praise from the Harrogate manager. Um, great professional, you know, as you'd expect. Helped a lot of the youngsters there. Now, is there room for sentiment anymore? Probably, because he's they're facing Rochdale, the club where he established his career way back in 2005. Wow. You like that? So... He actually went on loan for uh, Rochdale and then went permanent there, I think. I think it's combined about three seasons. Uh, he did score against Rochdale way back when, if you'd like that sort of thing. Um, probably about 20 years ago now. I've lost track of the time. Now, the career highlight has got to be the semi-final header against Villa in the League Cup for Bradford. That's... Um, yeah, you're not going to get better than that for mm. someone who's played League 1, League 2. 
in in the in the good old days, you wouldn't be surprised if they even let him have a penalty here at nil nil or something. But I don't know that that sort of thing doesn't happen anymore, does it? <laughs> no. it's, it's too too professional. Um, It'd just be us two shouting, going, "Let him have it!" Yeah. Let him have it. I'm, not, I'm not even sure he'll play. Which uh, <laughs> he might they might just bring him on for ten minutes at the end. I don't know. I mean, he still played quite a lot at the start of the season, so it's not like he and he has been on the bench. So the the overriding fear uh, fear the overriding feeling is that. 11 to 1 isn't really that good anyway. So there we go. It's another 10 minutes of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Highly doubt. It's good to, good, to, good to pay tribute to him anyway. Absolutely. And, you know, it will get a good round of applause, I'm sure, from both Harrogate and Rochdale fans. And there'll be a, an, an applause that he won't be able to hear, but from this corner of the internet as well, because what a what a fine servant right. to to um to notebook proceedings over the over the last um over the last few years. Well well done, Rory would you, McCardle. Would you like to say his, say his name again because he, he's not going to get another mention. Rory McCardle. I'll do, I'll do a nice little um. <laughs> that's what we can fill the summer. I'll do a nice little piece on notebook legends, and uh, I'll go back and trawl through all his goals and pick them out. And um, I've just yeah. um. We actually did also. This is also a great way to spend some time when you. Yeah, I looked back over the last few seasons and thought, "Who's got a good um, a good record on the last day?" <laughs> you, you, Gav knows what's coming here. And the the only defender in the EFL who scored in both of the last two seasons on the last day, I thought, "Oh, Christian Pedersen for Birmingham." I thought that's, that's interesting. I haven't seen his name for a while. <laughs> um, I thought maybe I'd missed he'd been injured. Um, it turns out he was sold to uh, Cologne in Germany in uh, July last year. So if you if you want to put together the most pointless thing said on this pod this year, <laughs> and he, he, people will be pleased to know he was an unused sub last night. I did check that. Oh, see, I'm just bringing so, up his um, just bringing up his profile now. Is he has he mm. been prolific this year? Oh, no, I no goals. I don't think he's played much, to be oh, honest. No, no, last last goal was um oh well yeah, last goal was last game of the season. Last, oh, so last he's, year. he's he's waiting. There's a few weeks to go in the Bundesliga, so if <laughs> if Cologne listen to this, they might they might play him. What's the chances? Um a more interesting name, but just like most of my content, it's absolutely irrelevant. Uh Craig Eastman's done the same for Sutton. Um He's scored in the last two days, last two seasons, and he's also scored on the last day four seasons ago as well. Now, when he's not getting suspended for seven red cards in the mm. season, he's also injured at the moment. Um, he went off in the seventh minute against Stockport a month ago. That isn't a coincidence why Sutton have started to struggle as well. Um Going back to Sutton, as you mentioned earlier, I did see the interview with the manager and he's always very straight talking and he he basically said he thinks they're knackered. Um, they had to call back a couple of youth loans last week as well, so I didn't really factor that in enough looking at that game. I think they are done. He, he almost said they're done. He's, they've got nothing left to give. They've got a couple of players playing with injections um, that he says shouldn't really even be playing. Uh, one, of, I don't think Eastman will be back, basically. Uh, if if for some reason he did play, then he would be very much of interest. But I don't think he would. What do you reckon? What's the what's the theory then then about players that score on the last game of the season? Is it is it kind of like uh, a is coincidence? It, probably coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder whether it's like you know like when you're watching 
goal for the British Open. You know, like when Westwood or Poulter comes with a charge on that, or Tommy Fleetwood, right? He always comes with a charge yeah. on the last day. I never tied seven. Yeah, never really yeah. like yeah. you know creating the illusion that they was in contention, but he was never really. Maybe that's you know last day goal scorers didn't really want to mix it when it mattered. But come with a late charge and um, that's and the whole the whole psychological side of it is interesting because you can't really prove it one way or the other. But mm. it's all it's the same with these players that have popped up from nowhere, like we've mentioned, um, John Akinde, um, Omar Bogle's having a great end to the mm. season, and he, he, Omar Bogle's got a contract. So I thought oh, I bet his contract's up, but it's not. Um, so I don't know. It's just a whether it's the pressures off or, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's lots of players that are really good in training that never do much on the pitch, you know, it's the same as anything. Anyone anyone who knows how this podcast works, they're just running off to back Tommy Fleetwood for the British Open now, as I <laughs> as I said yeah. that he flatters to deceive and never does anything. Yes. Him, I'm sure, sure. Lump on everyone. <laughs> he wins on the bridle by about 10 shots. <laughs> put, it, put him in a double with uh, Christian Pedersen for Cologne <laughs> in the back. Cole in the last day of the season. Whenever that is. <laughs> Let's have a look. In and amongst all of those, I think we've kind of suggested where, where our angles might be for selections. Um this weekend let's go let's get let's start off then with best bets and next best and we'll talk through things that didn't quite make the mark as well john do you want to do you want to start us off yes um it, the nap is jordan turnbull for Tranmere against northampton at 16 to 1 <laughs> the x club system lee hackett will be pleased oh he does love those doesn't he yeah he, he he loves the pod well, i don't know if he loves the pod but he loves the x club system he uh one of our big supporters on social media. So thanks for listening all season, Lee. He's always there, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So we do appreciate that because there's lots of things you can listen to. That's a tough. That's a tough old gig as well. I don't know how he does it, but I mean that's nice. No, you know, unless it's unless it's genuinely just going for instinctively. If I can, if I can remember, and I'm looking at the card, it might something one or two might pop up. But yeah, it's very yeah, he's difficult to track it. Very difficult oh. to track. Yeah. Do you think he's an AI bot? He's not a real person. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. I'd never thought of asking Google who is coming yeah, up against their old club this weekend. Maybe that's the answer. I'm sure he gets some interesting results from that yeah. chat GPT thing, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, this is not chat GPT tech pod. This is a goal scorer pod. Um, <laughs> In truth, Turnbull has been very quiet of late, um, which is always a promising <laughs> preamble to it. But this is really the game state, as Gav mentioned. Northampton needs something from the game, at very least, uh, for the automatic potential. Um, I'm not sure about this appointment of Ian Dawes. I did get a bit taken in by his interview. Um, he he basically said he deserves a job. He's had it. I think he's been interim four times. Mm. Um I know he's managed Blackpool for beef period and he's managed abroad twice. Um, he did say there's some people, some players he still hasn't decided upon for next season. Uh, your old friend Tom Davies signed a new two-year deal this week. Um, so I did look at him to start with, but he just doesn't threaten, does he? Um, he? He's certainly one of those that you think should do better than he does, really. Um, so I couldn't really go with him. Uh, I think the the main reason for this as well, which is something that I think is definitely a thing, since um, Northampton have been missing the very much leader and skipper John Guffrey, 
um, our old friend. Mm-hmm. He's taken off against Carlisle a few games back early on, and he's definitely out for tomorrow. They, he was announced as missing the season back then. Uh, last week against Bradford gave up 1.22 XG set play, including a Critchley Noble winner in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave up three free headers to Anthony O'Connor against Harrogate, and they gave up uh, nearly a 0.5 XG set play against Sutton uh, in the last three games. So, pretty obvious really, but he's a big miss. Um, Dyche seems to be doing well. Uh, Sean Dyche's son, and he scored last week, but... I think they're missing the organisation of Guffrey. So we'll give Jordan Turnbull a spin at 16 to 1. Yeah, your your man, great shout. That is, yeah, absolutely. Trying to find a, a reason to get with Tranmere, and that's a that's as good a reason as any. Yeah, your man Norman didn't start last week. I just looked at the... No, no. I mean, that back four... Very young. Very young. You know, yeah. Haynes not first choice. It, it looks like Hoskins started right back last week. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't, but I thought I was an error. But maybe it isn't. They haven't got many options. They just haven't got. No, both those both those fullbacks are they're out and they are Loki and um, I forget the other one that that's the other side. But yeah, it's um, yeah. But yeah, maybe that yeah that does look a that does look a good good angle. Um, I'm going to start off with. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about Cheltenham versus Charlton then. So we said a couple of weeks ago, right? Caleb Taylor might not be done for the season. I've been really impressed. Looking at some of the interviews this week, I've enjoyed kind of reading young players that are coming to the end of their loan. Really impressed with some of his end of season comments. I think he acknowledges how tough he has found it this year. But what a great learning curve! You know, it, it was more physical than he thought it was, but recognises how much learning is. No doubt, he goes back to West Brom a better player than than when he left. Was really busy last week in the three 0 win at Wickham. Three good efforts. One was saved on the line. Six shots in his last four. And Sixteen to one against this Charlton side that you know I've, I've said a uh, you know look, look like they might be cooked and Cheltenham in a good position here. I thought sixteen to one was a really nice spot for him. Um, four short, uh, four shots on target out of those six that we mentioned, getting in some good positions. There's a, again, I think we mentioned it last week. Little flick at goal against Oxford it drew a really good save from uh, Jamie Cumming in the in the MK Don's net that Alfie May finished off in the two-two draw a couple of weeks back. Both of his two goals this season have come from home, uh, come at home. Sorry, season XG just under four, which tells you. You know, obviously there's only one game left, but a little bit left in the locker there for us to get our teeth into. Loads to like in the match state. I think Caleb Taylor, 16 to 1 for Cheltenham at home to Charlton. Looks like a good nap bet for me. Um, we're going to go next, John. Very good. Yeah. Good, uh, yeah, good character from Caleb because of. Ever since I mentioned he wouldn't play again, he's um he's had a storming end to the season. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, thanks very much. Um, next best is this is not Gav speaking. Definitely one of your favourites, Connor Hall for oh, yes. Colchester mm. against Mansfield. Uh, the slightly strange price of thirteen to one. Uh, really, as I've mentioned earlier. Mansfield can only really go for the juggler here at the start anyway. Uh, The way I see this game is the first half, they're going to be all out. Uh, They need to get at least a couple of goal win, really, to have any chance. Uh, And I think there's a fair chance at half-time or whenever that happens, you know, quite early on, they realise that Salford and Bradford are winning and they, they could take the foot off the gas here. Uh, Colchester have been pretty um, reliable at home of late. A couple of 
quite comprehensive wins, albeit against lesser sides. Pretty simple case for Hall. Been peppering the target a lot in the last month. Uh, in fact, he's even scored two goals, which is unusual for one of my selections. Um, against uh, Orient and Stevenage, two sides not renowned for shipping set play Absolutely, goals. So you yeah. give a little bit, little bit more credence to them, I think. Uh, considering his current form... I think the price in relation to the other Colchester defenders is actually quite good. So, Connor Hall at 13 to 1. Love it. Love it. Connor Hall finished the season in fine form. Um, I'll finish off then with, yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Let's go for Cavaselli at, at Watford, 16 to 1 versus Stoke. As we said, you know, given the captain's armband on his return from injury. Look, I know he scored last week a bullet header against Sunderland, um, which I think was the one. I think that put them one nil up, but they did go two nil up in that in that game. Plenty of miles left in the tank for this season. As we said, you know, he followed up a good opportunity. He followed up that the goal that he scored at the weekend followed up a good opportunity in return to the starting eleven against Hull the week before as well. Had a really decent scoring record over the years for Watford and in Belgium as well. Again, you know, more more about game state really. I started off just by looking at teams that I thought I might want to be against. Stoke was one of those. Watford at home. It just feels like a bigger game for them. I like I like the you know, team stalwart returning to the side, being made captain, you know, free from, you know, it isn't necessarily carrying a load of that, all the stick that they've got since the turn of the year against the side that in Stoke that I think looked done here. Cavasale, Christian Cavasale, 16 to 1, I think will do for me. Um, Watford, I think, will do for me as well because I think, like I said, I think they were they were eleven or eight or so this weekend, which looks a good one. I just John, others on my list as I spoke about them already. I thought Dimitri Mitchell. I want to be with someone for for Exeter. I think they're all that focus is going to be on Morecambe, but it's still Morecambe and, and Exeter got a good good chance here at home. They're not going to be wanting for for any um for any motivation. So I thought seven and one was a good side, a good price for a, for a player that's been shot happy over the last few weeks, as he always is. And the only other one is, um, yeah, I'll probably be desperate to land on something for Warsaw as they host Doncaster. And it might just be Oshin McKenty at 14 to one. If he starts in the middle of the park again, John, anything, anything, cause we bring this the regular season to a close, anything that you just want to mention that didn't quite make the list, but was, a, but was, um, up for consideration. Yes, the uh, now weekly Zach Viner mentioned. Of course. Uh, Zach Viner fans everywhere. Uh, yet another good chance against Burnley. And guess what? He skied it over the bar again. Um, <laughs> I knew there was some kind of third, clue as to why he weren't third, scoring. Yeah, the third week in a row, almost the same chance. Um, 0.21 XG again. Looking at it, Without looking at the actual chances, there's I don't think there's any defenders in the, especially in the championship, with more XG in the last three or four games than Viner. So they're playing QPR, which isn't too bad. Uh, nothing on the game. So then the price, as I mentioned, is still there. So I might have it uh, one last attempt at Zach Viner. Um, League One, I've mentioned the Barnsley-Peterborough game. I just can't find a Peterborough player, but I might regret sticking in someone like Frankie Kent, no doubt, uh, near near a kickoff time. Uh, another one, League One, complete dead rubber. Uh, Accrington at Oxford, which looked like it could be a big game a couple of weeks ago. Um Michael Nottingham is heading for silly prices, 28s. He might even get 33s. Um, 
been out injured most this season, as most people will know. But since he's been back, he's pretty much been threatening as ever. He's got a goal. Easy to forget he scored seven last season in a full season. So uh, just just on the price, really, mm. especially if he keeps drifting out. Slight concern about the could be just a complete peter out type game but you know Accrington might go back to their old ways of just throwing everything at it I'm not sure and as mentioned earlier very unlikely event that Craig Eastman recovers from his injury then uh, he will be involved for Sutton fantastic um we end the season as we started the season. Plenty of players, plenty of value. I think that'll do us then, John. I think not not the end of the season. I think we'll be back during the summer. There's anti-post opinions. I think I'm already hatching in my overworked mind. I don't know about you, but yeah, even this conversation today has got me thinking about maybe that 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 League One deserves a bit of a closer look as we go through the off season. Um, yeah, lots of content coming coming our way. Thanks very much for supporting the podcast this week, uh, this this year, John. Hopefully, yeah, people have enjoyed it. Thank you if you are listening. If you still made it, what are we at? Forty seven minutes. If you are still here, thank you very much for for listening this year. Hopefully, you've um, found a bit of interest and it's stoked a few fires in um, in any time goal scorer markets. Um, should we call it a day, John? I think we should because um, there's quite an important event happening soon. I think um, it might, have, might be over. A, we might have missed it already. We're doing a special live tw- <laughs> 24 hours through the coronation special. This is Indeed. Um, whatever you're back in this weekend, be lucky. Uh, we'll speak to you all soon. Um, take care. Good luck to everybody. Oh, no.